If you can join me once more in the book of Daniel found in the Old Testament, we're looking at this sixth uh, chapter. We're going to lift again in our hearing uh, verse uh, 22, uh, but we're going to deal with this chapter of Daniel uh, 6, chapter verses 1 to verse 28. Those who have maybe the version Bible app, you can open up your app and it'll take you right there to the text along with the sermon notes right there to go along with the message. You can share that with your Facebook and Twitter and make sure your friends know that you go to church on Sunday and let them know that they can get a piece of the word too. Amen, amen, amen. Jesus is for everybody. Glory be to God. Uh, New Living Translation reads this way from Daniel, the sixth chapter, the twenty-second uh, verse. Still here, some uh, pages turning. I'll wait to make sure you are there. Hopefully, we will arrive to the same conclusion as we journey in this text. Uh, Daniel, uh, sixth chapter, uh, verse twenty-two. New Living Translation reads this way: My God sent His angel to shut the lion's mouth. So they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. Praise God for his word. You may be seated as you take your seat. If you can help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor, tell them integrity. Amen, amen, amen. Make sure your other neighbor does not feel left out. Tell your other neighbor, tell them integrity. Amen. Amen. To my Father's Day and to the men, I'm I'm going to give you a subtitle for you, Men of Integrity. Mm. This text we read in in verse 22, Daniel says to the king, says to the king, what? I have been found what? Innocent. Mm, mm, mm. He says, I have found innocent. I have not done you wrong, and and nor has my God found me wrong. Basically saying, then you tried to judge me by your law, and I should have died for being disobedient to your law, which you were were fooled into making. We're about to get into that text. But my God has saved me from death. Oh, glory be to God. From the pit of death, from the lion's mouth. And the reason why, King, is because I have been found what? innocent. Does anybody understand what integrity is? Integrity, that he has such a good character that he could tell the king, I have done nothing wrong, king, and you know I have done nothing wrong. Anybody familiar with conscience? Our conscience confirms our behavior. When you know you're guilty and somebody brings something up, your conscience reminds you, you start feeling heavy, you start feeling low because you know you're wrong for what you have done. Some of us in our conscience has got the best of us. I'm talking about myself and nobody else can agree with it. I know I'm talking about me. That when your conscience gets you, how all of a sudden you become quiet. In times you had a smart comeback. In times you could be quick to say something. But when somebody brings up what you're guilty about and they start having a conversation about it, all of a sudden you don't have an opinion. All of a sudden, you'd be like, I don't know anything about that matter. You know, they, they start talking about all kinds of things. And, and for example, that we talk about men of integrity. All of a sudden, somebody starts talking about how I don't understand how a man could cheat on his wife. All of a sudden, you get quiet. Watch out, somebody. I'm just saying what I'm saying. But if you talk about it, I bet you right. You're going to find out how people get quiet because they can't speak on something with an authority if they're guilty of it. Mm, mm. It's kind of hard to speak on integrity and, and you don't have any. 
integrity. Look in this text. We find here that Darius, the king, decided that he wanted to divide it upon his kingdom, 120 provinces, and appointed high officers to rule over each province. And, and he decided that, you know what, I need three presidents. And out of these three, he decided Daniel should be the high one. Why should Daniel be the high one? Tell your neighbor, character counts. Daniel had a good character. How do we know he had a good character? Look, look what the others say about him. They, they say we can't find anything wrong with him. And look who they compare him to. Themselves. Watch out somebody. He's not like us. Uh, he, he does not steal. He does his job well. Ooh, wee. Mm. There's something that happens when you do your job well. Look, look what happens. You, tell your neighbor, you get a promotion when you do your job well. Even those that try to stop you, they can't stop God promoting you. I said, God, y'all heard that right. Maybe your boss may not give you a promotion, but God sure enough can. Mm, 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 mm. Look, look, look closer here again. They, they says, uh, 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 Daniel, verse 3, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers because of what? Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire character counts. Then the other, and many, y'all see the then part, right? Then they got jealous. They got mad. They got envious. Uh, been searching for some fault in him, the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful. Can someone say faithful? Always responsible and completely trustworthy. Oh, glory be to God. Reason why character counts is that when you are doing good things and people see your character, it's hard for them to knock you down. Look, look here. He, he is in a position of high responsibility. He has a great opportunity of corruption, but there's no corruption found in him. We might be familiar with the saying by President Abraham Lincoln talking about how power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Some of y'all say, how, how does that happen? Find this out. Give somebody a little money. They'll do all right. Give them a lot of money. You're going to find out they, they won't be all right. Some people just don't know what to do with a lot of money. How about this? How about when the USA Today did an article about past uh, lottery winners, and there's been a couple of people that won the lottery twice, and they still broke. I can't tell you about them circumstances. I can't tell you about what was going on with them. But I can tell you, it looks that they did not know what to do with the money. Because many times when people get a whole lot of money, they don't understand how the government knows how to take a whole lot of your money. They don't understand that you're still going to pay taxes even though you already paid the taxes once you got it. Because it's still in your account and you're accruing interest, we want that luxury tax. Not understanding that even how they need to give away some of that money so they can get a tax break instead of buying all the new stuff that's going to depreciate. And so we see this here, that Daniel has not been corrupted as the others, that they look at him and says, he is not being influenced by the power. He's not taking advantage of his position. Instead, he is being faithful. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, be faithful. His character counts because he has faith first. Mm. 
Y'all see that? Because of his faith in God, he was recognized by the king. Y'all see that there in the text? Look, look at verse 2 and 3 again. It says this, that the king also chose Daniel and two others as his ministers to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself, what, more capable because he had an excellent spirit on him. Because of this excellent spirit, King Darius liked him. And, and, and reason why Daniel has his excellent spirit, because character counts. You know, you can't just get character over the weekend. You can't just buy you that good book that gives you 10 points about how to be a good person and start practicing and tell everybody, I'm a good person now. No. Tell your, tell your neighbor it takes time. Uh, do you understand? Daniel's between 80 or 90 years old now. Mm, mm, mm. He is seasoned in his life. If you want to see how Daniel's character has not changed, when, you, when we find him in this Bible, in that first chapter, as he was a young man, he understood even then how to be faithful to God. Tell your neighbor, take faith first. His, first, his faith first was in God, not in man. He could have said, you know what? In order for us to survive, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just follow me. I got good instincts. I, I know what to do. No, they said, we're going to do what God has called us to do. Don't touch that fool. Uh, don't, don't, don't touch that fool like everybody else and just to go along to get along. No, no, we will not. Then, then, the, then the armor guard comes into them and threatens them and say, hey, hey, y'all better eat this food because it's going to be on me if you die. He says, if we die, don't worry about it. <laughs> but watch us, watch us. We, we won't eat this food. We're going to eat what God has called us to eat and see if we're going to be all right. You know what happened? They were healthier. They were stronger than the other prisoners. And the, and, the, and the God says, you know what? I'm going to leave y'all alone. <laughs> and, and because of their favor with God and their faithfulness in God, God continued to elevate them and put them in special places. Even that, it started getting around that Daniel could interpret dreams and, and none of the other ones could do it. That's why King Nebuchadnezzar elevated Daniel because he could tell the dreams. And so Daniel's been in the king's court for a long, long, long did I say long? Long time. Think about how people get in position for a long time, how they get complacent. Mm. How, how, how we can get lazy. How we can let things slip away because I've been doing it for so long that there's a lot of things we overlook and we don't finally get done because why wow, I've been here a long time. I can let that slide. Daniel, 80, 90 years old, he has not slipped not one bit. They said they could not find nothing wrong with him because character counts. They could not negate him and put him down and put him as corrupted as him because what? He had his faith first. Money wasn't first. His pride wasn't first. His ego wasn't first. No, his God was first. And since his God was first, look what they did. They said the only way, the only way we can find anything against him is find him doing something against his God. And they couldn't find anything there either. Mm. So they said, well, then there's one thing that we can do. There's one thing we can do. We can stop him from serving his God because we know he likes to do this thing. He likes to pray three times a day. And, and we, know, we know he prays. We, we know of his public profession. And so, therefore, we're going to go to the king and tell the king how for 30 days. Y'all see that for 30 days, right? Y'all see that for 30 days? 
even they had enough sense that they should not make it forever. They said, let's for a temporary rule. That's a temporary rule that nobody could pray to any other gods or any other people but you, O king. And, and so look how they were boosting up the king with pride and ego. Long live the king. And, and the king thought this was a pretty good idea by their flattery that he went ahead and signed this law. You understand that because character counts and Daniel had faith first. There's something else we find out here in this text, that private prayer leads to public display. You see how his private prayer life reflected his public life. How did it reflect his public life? They knew he prayed. It's, it's, it's easy to tell people who are praying. You can see how they're acting throughout the day. Y'all quiet on me. Those who have a conversation with God don't speak the same way. How can you be talking to God and curse somebody out? Mm, 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 mm. How can you say, as we say many times, Lord, forgive my trespass. I forgive those who trespass against me. But get up and say, I'm never going to forgive you. Mm. So what's your prayer? Like? Are you just going through vain repetition? Or are you really earnestly seeking after God and wants your heart shaped upon his will? Your public prayer life displays, I'm sorry, your private prayer life displays your public life. So the way you privately pray will display your public life. So if you're praying over your family and your privacy, you'll pray over them publicly. Mm. That you'll be faithful, you'll be forgiving, you'll be gentle, you'll be caring in that time. But if you are not praying for them, when they get on your last nerves, the first thing that will come out of your mouth is how you feel. Watch out, somebody. We want to be people of integrity. Integrity means this. It's who I am in my private life. Is the same person I am in my public life. That's why these reality shows are getting so much, so much uh, favor because people are trying to find out how people really live behind closed doors. Uh, I see you on the stage, uh, but I see you in private life. Oh, you're not all cracked up what I thought you were. You understand that's where we get the word hypocrite from? A hypocrite is, an, is, is basically in the Greek word an actor that wears a mask on stage. Which means they are pretending to be somebody they are not. Mm. We need to watch out that we're trying to pretend to be someone. We are not. Being men of integrity, being women of integrity, means this, that I'm going to be who God made me to be. Daniel was not a Chaldean. He was not an astrologer, so he was not trying to act like them. And also, Daniel knew the one true living God, so he knew who to trust in. And because he knew who to trust and he relied on God more than he relied on man. Being men and women of integrity, sometimes we need to be careful that we don't get so overwhelmed and influenced by what they tell us in society is what's good that we take it for gospel. We have many of our young women and young men killing themselves just because they can't live up to what they've been sold. Definitely, if you listen to hip-hop music, as much as I listen to hip-hop music, you start realizing what it means to be a man. This is what it means to be a man in hip-hop music. You have more women, you have more sex, you have more money, and you have more cars. That makes you a man. That's what, that's what they teach you. That's what they teach you. You say, how do they teach you? Well, listen to the lyrics. They're going to talk about how they're having more sex. They're going to talk about how they got all these cars. They're going to talk about how they have all this money. And that makes them a man. And the sad thing, the women listen to that same stuff and they think about this. This is what makes me a woman, to have more sex, to be with more men, and driving all their fancy cars. And show them what I'm working with by twerking. 
This is what's being sown. And they catch this, catch this, catch this. But yet, it's amazing how when they can act that way in one place, but they know when they come around adults and they come around the church, they say, oh, that's not appropriate. How is it that they know this? Because what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. When we are men and women of integrity, we understand character accounts. What I do privately or when nobody else is watching, God is still watching. So why play with God? We're finding out how many times people have been sending those text messages and things, thinking that they were private, but somebody gets a hold of it, and they start playing it for somebody. So for everybody, all the secrets get out. We'll ask the L.A. Clippers. You know, you know that you think you're getting away with it, but what I want you to understand, God sees all. And since God sees all, we should remind ourselves, I'm here to serve him, not myself. Men of integrity, women of integrity, being a person of integrity, because character counts. Actions speak louder than words. Look at Daniel's action. They, they, they say, well, we, we can't hold his character against him because he has a good character. He has a good conduct. He's faithful on his job. He, he does his responsibilities well. Uh, we, 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 can't, we can't get him against that. We find out that he keeps his faith first. So since we know something a little bit about his faith, that he likes to pray, he prays in the evening, he prays in the morning, he prays at the noonday. If we can get him stopped from praying, I, I think we might be able to trick him. So let's not talk to him. Well, watch out. Y'all see that there? It says they got together, and, and not only did the, 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 the presidents, but also those satraps, those under them. So it seems like those who also were skimming, who were cheating, found out that, man, we can't get Daniel to, to agree with us, so we will work with them too to get Daniel out of position so we could put ourselves in position. Watch out. I, I, I want to encourage somebody that's looking for somebody's downfall. It might be your downfall. Don't, don't try to help somebody to fall. You need to help them to get up. And so these presidents decided, you know what? We're going to knock him out. Our issue is to remove him out of the position so that we can get back doing what we want to do and get more of it. But, but we can't do it on our own. We need to go and get permission from the king who's put us in this position and trick him. But we can't trick him, so we got to flatter him. Oh, king, live forever. You are doing such a great thing. I think for 30 days, I think for 30 days, you, you ought to make a law in the, in the, in the order of the Medes, because why? It cannot be revoked, because we know we, we, you don't want to do this, but we're going to trick you into doing this. So make this law, sign it, and, and make sure that you will seal it with your, with your signet ring, and that nobody can keep it, so put it down. And so they did it. And look at verse 10. When Daniel knew. <laughs> Daniel knew about the law. Did it stop him? Just as it says his custom or as he's done previously means this, that he has continuously has been faithful that he went and prayed. And, and look how he prayed. Uh, did he close up his window? No, so the window was open. And he kneeled down and prayed as he's done in the pre- previously. And, they, and his onlooker said, we got him. Oh, we got him. We got them just where we want them. They go running back to the king. 
They go running back to the king. Let's think about this for Daniel. Daniel is new of this law, and he knew that he would die by praying to God. Mm. Y'all quiet on me. We get laws. People telling how you can't pray in school. You get scared to pray in school. But, you know, the, 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 the law, basically, there's, there's no corporate prayer. You can't get people to corporately pray. You can privately pray. Because when I, I wasn't working for the school district, but when I went in the school district, I prayed for them kids. I prayed for myself all the time I went in there. I wasn't scared. And, and, and then even in my workplace, I, I, I try to be obedient and, 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 and not to try to, try, try to uh, you say, force people about my faith, but I was open about my faith. I want to encourage you that there's nothing wrong in worshiping our God in spirit, and that I don't care where you work. They can't stop you from worshiping God. How are they going to stop you talking about God? But you could talk about sports. You could talk about sex. You could talk about cheating. You could talk about scheming. But all of a sudden, you lift up the name of Jesus. You've offended them. Well, watch out, somebody. You should have been offended a long time ago before they got to G. When they was talking about whatever they was talking about, you should have been offended. Y'all lost somebody. You know you learned a whole lot of gossip about somebody's marriage falling apart at work, and you did not say a word, but you lift up the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, you the bad person. When we're men and women of integrity, our character counts. And, and well, check this out. Check this out. You'll start learning. You'll start learning how you start falling out the loop of the buzz because they find out you don't put up with that. I, lo- I, I, I love it when people ask me, Do, did I have a heard? Like, nope. I don't want to hear because my brain got enough stuff it got to keep it out. I don't need some additional dirt to think about. Anybody here been the same way that you got already enough? You don't need additional stuff to weigh you down. I, I, I remember as a child how I, I, I liked to, to play the, the game of dozens of Joneses, talk about people. And, and my one friend decided because uh, we, we, we got on each other and, and I had two levels. I had one level. One level was the surface level of even my friend. I didn't get personal with you. I just had fun with you. But if I didn't like you. I went personal, and personal is this. I would talk about your mama, I talk about your clothes, I talk about your living boy, your well-being. I'll get all that personal stuff that you had no control over and just make you feel bad about yourself. So my mom friend said, hey, hey, Sam, why don't you get on so-and-so? I said, no, that's my friend. And my, I got a dagger back. He said, well, he talks about you like that. I'm like, oh. And so what hit me was this. I thought I was being good by not talking about him, but yet I was just being bad by talking about everybody. And God convinced me, he said, there's no difference. If you love somebody, you will not make them feel bad about this, whether you're being innocent, jokingly, or being serious. And so it took me to James' third chapter and reminded me that my tongue is, is, is a lethal weapon. And I was convicted, and I said, oh, God, have mercy. I, I realized that my character is not reflecting my faith in you. Watch out. And so when we get to that point that we too realize that our character is not reflecting our faith in God, that's when we need to be like Daniel is right here in the text of verse 10, on our knees. Realizing that, Lord, there's some things within me that's not right, so I'm coming to you because you can keep me in the right position. You know where the right position is, right? A position of submission. 
When you get on your knees, that's a, a position of submission. Let me help somebody else too. That it may, you may look weak when you bend your knees. But if you ever had a physical trainer, or if you ever have worked out, or you ever work at a place where you do heavy lifting, the first thing they tell you is that lift with your knees, not with your back. I'm going to let that sink in. Some of y'all missed it. They tell you lift with your knees, not with your back. Think about what we say. I got a gorilla on my back, stresses on my back. A lot of things weighing you down will bend your knees. My back is heavy because all the stress that's on my shoulders, that's upon me, weighing me down. Bend your knees. Because when you lift with your knees, you're stronger. You understand how your legs are stronger than your arms? How you might be able to bench press 100 pounds, but you can squat maybe 300 pounds. You get on that leg press, you can put on those pounds and squat. I, 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 know, I know some of us are thinking, I can't squat that much. You don't know how strong you really are. Put your back down on that press, that leg press, and let them load it up and see how much you can press. You're going to find my, my legs are pretty strong. In the spiritual realm, when you bend your knees, mm, and come before the Lord. You're going to find out there's real power. There's power. I'll tell your neighbor, there's power in prayer. Daniel, in his position, in his position of prayer, he was not standing. He was kneeling in a place of submission. And, and the text suggests to us that he was facing Jerusalem, facing his broken down temple, facing the throne where God represented. And he was turning to his God, trusting in his God in the midst of the judge, of the law that was given, that even if you pray, you shall die. But Daniel understood, my life is not in the king's hands, but my life is in God's hands. How do we know character counts? Because Daniel understood as a young youth, I'd rather obey God than man. Daniel definitely can, can agree with the David and the psalmist. Now I was young, now I am old, but i never seen your, your seed begging for or your righteous forsaken. He was young, now he is old, and he's still trusting in God in the midst of death. His character counts. His faith is first. His private prayer is displaying his perfect life. They got him right where they want him. So they go to the king. They go to the king. There we see here, uh, in the evening they went together to the king, verse 15, and said, May your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. You see how they started off, right? So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve, so what? Faithfully rescue. You see how even the king understood that the God you serve, I, I know. And, and may he what? Rescue you or deliver you or save you. Anybody here glad that God can save? And so looking at the king understood that I messed up and you have been unjustly accused. There's nothing I can do. Y'all see that? There's nothing I can do to save you, Daniel. But my prayer, my wish is that the God whom you serve mm, faithfully, may he rescue you. 
Uh, I, I, I just stop by to encourage somebody on today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I hope I'm talking to you. That lets you know that there's nothing I can do <laughs> that can save you, that can deliver you, that can rescue. There's nothing I can give you that will make your life better. But may the God whom you serve faithfully. May he rescue you. May he provide for you. May he deliver you. May he take care of you. May he heal you. May he protect you. May he save you. Y'all see how that works? That whom the God we serve and what he can do for us. That's why when Paul was locked up in prison and they sent him stuff to, from, the, from Philippi, he wrote back to them that, that I can't give you anything but the God that I serve. May he supply all your needs. He understood. I can't give you something, but I know somebody. What I'm here trying to encourage somebody, that when, when your bank account is low, the refrigerator is empty, there's nobody around. There's still somebody you can turn to. Just go ahead and get down on your knees and start lifting with your knees and lift up a prayer unto the one that can make a difference in your life. Daniel, in his prayer, understood death was coming. But also understood that my God is able. And so look what happened here. Darius, uh, he can't sleep. The, the, the princes, they sleeping well there. We got them. We got them. We got them. They encourage him. Say, make sure you know you can't change his law. So which means you can't save him. Then you got to put a seal on it and guards on it to make sure nobody else can rescue him. Mm. There's times in our lives when we're going to realize that man can't do it, we can't do it, only only God can do it. And you see, King Darius realized that, okay, this is the time that only your God, only your God is able to deliver you. You see how his character is all right, because look how he, he, he does not have to defend himself. He understands that my God, you know, if, he, you, if you look here, Daniel doesn't say really much anything until at the end. He's like, I'm, I'm guilty of these charges. I'm not going to argue against you because I'm, I'm going to faithfully serve my God until I die. Are y'all familiar with Jesus tells us that we must deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow after him? And you understand this, when we deny ourselves, that's privately. We've got to deny ourselves privately, then publicly people can see our humility. But if we can't do it privately, we definitely can't do it publicly. This is the thing that, 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 that I see all the time, that when, I, when, I, when I'm holding the door for people, and everybody been you hold the door for people, and then you know you, you held it long enough, you think there's a gap, and so you walk away, and you look behind somebody does not hold the door for anybody, they try to sneak in. I'm like, well, what kind of humility is that, that you just want to show, no, I'm not going to open up the door for them, they're going to have to get in themselves. And so, so, so you just start sustainable, I said, so what's in their heart that it was beneath them to hold the door, or here's my favorite, that when I'm about to come into a building, a person sees you coming, they stop and wait. Because they're not going to open the door. They want you to open the door for them. So you know what I do? I, I, I walk up a little, little faster, and I open the door for them. I say, here you go. And let them know that I see you waiting, and I'll open the door for them. I ain't got no problem with it. But you can see, like, what's wrong with you that you, you, you're, it's beneath you to open up the door? Somebody's got to open up the door for you. What I hear, I'm going to say this, this, that 
You don't have to worry about opening up doors in your life. Because I know a God that can open up doors that nobody else can open. And he can shut doors that nobody else can open back up. I know a God that looks, that Daniel knows too, that even though the tomb is sealed and guarded and Daniel's and lions are all surrounding Daniel, I still know a God that I can wait on that will open up a place for me. Even Darius has some faith in this God, whom the God you serve faithfully, may he rescue, may he deliver you. Darius is so messed up about his, what he's done wrong that he, he can't even enjoy his night. He could not have his usual entertainment. He did not want to have his his usual fare of food. Instead, we could find him worrying and wondering, will Daniel make it? And so early that morning, he runs out to the pit and looks after and see, is Daniel in the look, look, look right there, 19. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God. Was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue from the lions? Daniel speaks. Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. For I've been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed in order that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him. For he had what? Not a what scratch? Was on him. You know, we're dealing with this series more than a conqueror. And remember, when you're more than a conqueror, you don't look like what you've been through. Daniel was in the lines. It looked like he was in the lines then. They said, not a what? Scratch. Uh, some might suggest that, oh, the lions ate. They, they had their field. They must not have been hungry. Uh, can I answer that question before you keep on reading? Uh, those who accused him, they and their families were thrown into the pit. Uh, my, my Bible reads it this way. Let me know if you got the same translation. Before they hit the ground, they were broken into pieces and devoured. Oh, Lord have mercy. It says before they hit the ground. Uh, I, I, I think those lions were hungry. So it wasn't that they were fed and fat and falling asleep. No, it was that God has stepped in and delivered Daniel from the point of death. Oh, glory be to God. You see how his character has spoke for himself. He says, oh, king, I have done nothing wrong. Oh, glory be to God. My God has found me innocent and has defended me. Is there anybody here that's glad that it's by the blood of Jesus you have been found innocent? Other people can accuse you. They can put judgment on you. But God got the last say-so. Anybody here that's excited about that my God, he has the last word, and he's able, oh glory to the God, he's mighty to say, he's able to deliver us. Can you see, just as Daniel put his trust in God, you too can put your trust in him. Mm, mm, mm. Let's see, let's see, what, what does the lion's mouth represent? It represents certain death. It, it represents punishment. That's why uh, Paul wrote that, I have been delivered over into the lion. Or you might look in First Peter 5, it says that the enemy is like a lion seeking whom he may devour. They equate lion with death. And they understood that certain death. I want you to understand that the devil is a lion and he's trying to kill you. He wants you to go to the pit. Y'all see? 
hear that word again? The pit of hell. But I'm so glad that God did not send an angel, but he sent the Son of God, oh glory be to God, to come on down and shut the lion up, that he can't harm us. He can't do anything against us, because in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed. So he can do what he wants to do. Take did Daniel go into the lion's den? Yes, he did. Did he see the lions? Yes, he did. But did he die? Mm. You're going to face some troubles. You're going to face some trials. But they can't kill you. Now, some of you are probably thinking, Pastor, I don't know what you're saying. They can't kill me because I'm going to die. I got life insurance. I got a burial. I got a plot. Yes, you will physically die. But your soul can be safe with the Lord. And knowing that your soul is safe, but check this out. You know just as when you go shopping, you go looking for some new clothes because you want to look good in your new clothes. Well, check it out. God has already fitted you out for a new body so you can get rid of this old body. So stop trying to hold on to it. I just want to close with this list, others parallel to see this. Not only can we see our own deliverance, just as Daniel's delivering, but can you not see Christ in this text? We see here, Daniel was, was sentenced to death, and, and Daniel was falsely accused. That sound familiar? Sentenced to death and falsely accused. He was sealed in a tomb. It sound familiar? Sealed in a tomb, and the king put a sign on it so nobody else can get it out. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Jesus, falsely accused, sentenced to death, sealed in a tomb by the king to judge so that nobody else can get it out. And here we go to the point again, what man can't do, for man is impossible. But with God, all things, all things are possible. And, 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 uh, but here, here, here's why Daniel is like a type. He's not the type because Daniel was saved from death only to die again. But when Jesus rose early that morning, he rose to live forever and ever, never to suffer death again. This symbolizes to us, what I want to share with to us again, that death has no victory over us. This world will give you doom and give you death and make you feel defeated, make you feel that you're, you're unworthy, that you're incapable of doing anything. They may falsely accuse you. They may challenge your character. They may challenge your faith. But let them know, as you always know, I stay on my knees. I pray to the God the living God who is able to do exceedingly and above beyond what I can ask or even imagine. What, what, for what reason? For the glory of his church and the power that's working in me for the glory of Christ. I turn to the Lord who is my shepherd and he will supply all my needs. I turn to the present help in the time of trouble. I turn to the light and the life of my salvation. I turn to the Alpha and the Omega. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The King of Kings, the host. I turn to him. So the midst of all that should come to me, I want you to know, as, as this, catch this out. This is another sermon series. I might give it to you someday soon. Check this out. Check this out. Don't hate. Just step up. And this is what I'm getting at. Your enemies. Your enemies. Some of y'all can't see. Your enemies become your. <laughs> so just step up. <laughs> They're just going to help you get higher. 
they went against Daniel, they fell. The punishment they tried to put upon him, they fell. That's why I say if you dig in a hole, dig too, because you're going to fall in. They fell. But God, but God lifted him up. I want to encourage you, be men and women of integrity. Let them try to discount you. Let them try to discredit you, but know that God will lift you up. Know that he will make your enemies your footstool. They will stumble and they will fall. They will suffer. They will be defeated. The vengeance belongs to the Lord. You could be just like Dan. Just be still and know that he is God. And watch the deliverance of the Lord take place. And Daniel realized that it was not because I was a good man, God. It was because my God had sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lions because I was innocent. Glory be to God that God can be our defender. Anybody here glad that you got a lawyer on your side? And his name is Jesus, and he's able to defend our case and save us and redeem us, oh, glory be to God. And so I'm going to encourage you on today that as you keep on walking by faith, let your character account, keep your faith first, and let your private, private prayer life be displayed publicly so that all will know who you serve. Let's turn to him, Lord, we come. Grateful, Lord God, that you are able and mighty to save.